Okay, so we've been in this series on uh, angels and demons, spiritual warfare. And last week, Pastor Bob taught on prayer. And this week, I am teaching on uh, the role of the prophetic in spiritual warfare. Now, uh, prayer and prophetic are super closely related because obviously in, and I shouldn't say obviously, this is why I'm teaching on it because it's not obvious to, to many who haven't heard a message on the prophetic. The prophetic is all based on prayer, on conversation with God, the Holy Spirit, to hear from the Holy Spirit. So they are very closely entwined. And there are just some things that are maybe a little bit different in how um, they manifest and how we use them in spiritual warfare. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding, which is why I really wanted to, to teach on this. Um, and I'm just going to talk basics because... Uh, I want you to know I am not trying to pretend like I'm the get-all and end-all of all prophetic knowledge. Backtrack a little bit. Okay, I'm going to talk basics. All right, I'm going to talk basics. I'm not going to try to teach you everything there is to do about prophetic because I can't. I've got 35 minutes, right, and I try to be timely and, and respect your guys' time. And like I said, I am not the get-all and end-all where prophetic comes, but I have a very unique perspective, which is why I'm teaching today. And what that perspective is, is that um, for a very long time, I resisted learning anything about the prophetic or being involved in prophetic ministry or going to a prophetic night, because I'm going to be honest with you, I thought it was kind of a bunch of hooey. I'm just going to say that, and, and I know I'm a pastor, and I have always believed that we can hear, but... I had a lot of skepticism where prophetic words were um, concerned, and it's because I didn't really understand it. I didn't do my homework. I didn't research it the way I should have in my Bible, you know, because it's, it's biblical. And I didn't take the steps that I could have because I had had a few experiences that were not good experiences, a few experiences with people who um, uh, professed to be prophetic, but we're not following scripture and how they shared prophetic knowledge and prophetic words. And it's, it's clear how we're supposed to do that. So I want to encourage you while we talk about this. Um, I'm trying again to, to see if this is something that uh, God has put a tug on your heart about. Because as believers, we are all empowered in this area to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit. We're all empowered to be able to give a prophetic word, even if it is not a primary gifting for you. The need for something can bring out that gift in you. The Holy Spirit can use anybody. If there's a need, he can use you if he needs you, okay? And so I'm just trying to, to give you an opportunity to think about that and open your mind to that. And if you have felt a tug or feel like you have had this gift and not been sure what you're supposed to do with it, I'm hoping this might stir something up where you can either take place in um, a prophetic night that we do here, and I'll talk a little bit about that as we go on, or um, the Led by the Spirit School, which is which is not affiliated with Discover other than the fact that they use our meeting room to teach their classes, that starts back up in August, their foundations class. And we've got um, flyers about it there. And I've just finished doing the foundations class and the advanced class. And it has been life-changing for me. And when I say life-changing, I mean it has taken my already what I thought was great faith and just shot it through the roof you know, encouragement beyond anything I could have expected that I truly can hear 
from God when I need direction, that he listens to me and he can answer me. And that is an amazing thing to have. When we're talking about spiritual warfare, that kind of insider information tops anything else, right? So when we think about prophecy, one of the reasons why it can be so misunderstood, you know, we think about Old Testament prophecy. Let's start there. You know, this is where, um, let's be honest now, nobody was listening to God or his laws. They weren't following directions. You know, they were, they're acting up. So much of what God was um, conveying to his people, he, he did through priests and through prophets, and it was urgent, and it had to be attention-getting, right? That's not the kind of prophecy that we're talking about today. We're talking about a more intimate setting with the Holy Spirit. When you think about um, movies, prophecy is rarely... Um, shown in a positive light in the movies. And so I've put together a little something to show you why prophecy is often misunderstood, right? This is not edifying, encouraging, or comforting. Look at that face on Christopher Walken, all right? Nobody wants a part of that, right? If, if you thought you were going to come to a prophetic night and Christopher Walken was going to be ministering to you, right? Uh, as the angel Gabriel, no less. Uh, so you can take that down. That is not got anything to do with the prophetic that we're talking about. And, I, and I, I make light of that because really what else do you have in your day-to-day to, to rely on to let you know what a prophetic word is or what that even means? So um, I'm going to give you just a little story about uh, myself and, and kind of like my history. But I, before I do that, I just want to say, okay, so we've talked about Old Testament. Now think about New Testament, right? New covenant. Now that we have Jesus, right? When we accept Jesus, Holy Spirit deposited in us, which means we can ask and we can hear the answer. We have that direct ability to have a conversation with, with the Holy Spirit and ask for that leading, ask for direction. And that's not something that was accessible to people before Jesus took that role as the lamb for us. And the scripture that, that ties together on that is, uh, and I've got this on the screen, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So much of what we talk about is how the congregation as a body, the church as a body, is so important in spiritual warfare. And this, this shows how important prophetic is. And in this passage in the Greek, the word prophecy translates as predicting the future as the Lord reveals it or divinely empowered foretelling. So this is not fortune telling. Don't get confused with that. And often when we... Um, ask the Lord and get an answer directly or we get prophetic words, we may only get one little next step. And that can be so frustrating, but so important. All right? 
you're like, okay, this is my next step, but I want to know the next 20 steps. I want to see the end result. I want to see everything in between. And you may wonder, why can't God just give me the whole picture? You know, I'll cooperate. Sure you will. Um, the, so the scripture I have for that is John 16, 12 through 15. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. And this is Jesus speaking. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So that first verse 12, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. So think about this. Each of you think about a situation in your life where you ended somewhere and you were like, this is amazing. I cannot even believe I'm here. You know, for us, it's this church I was like, can I even believe that we are pastors of a church that we love so much? It is more than we ever could have imagined in our lives. But if the Holy Spirit had shown me every step along that way, I don't know. Man, that would have been hard knowing that this, it's supposed to be really good, but until you're there, it's a theoretical good at best, Right? And if I had known every step along that way, everything that would happen, every scary moment of uncertainty, the, you know, the health issues that were going to happen that, that have really woven into this story as a whole, it would have been a difficult thing. I would have been like, how about we do something a little different and we just start there, you know, and we skip all this yucky part in the middle. And so I love that scripture because it is a perfect answer as to why he does not always give us the whole picture. He gives us enough to keep us going. He gives us what we need to know. So my story as a kid, and I just wanted to use this as like as an encouragement. So say you have family, you have friends, and you know that they've accepted Christ, so the Holy Spirit is deposited in them, but they don't go to church, right? They're not involved in Bible study. Maybe they don't even really read their Bible very much. And you might think to yourself, well, how are they going to have any of the blessing if they don't do these things? And the beautiful thing is that the Holy Spirit can guide a person even when they don't know they're being guided, right? And so, so sometimes it takes a little longer for them to get, you know, to some of those additional blessings. But my story is, in, I grew up not in the church, Okay, my father's Catholic, my mom's Lutheran, and we didn't go anywhere really for church most of the time. We, we would do Easter, we'd do vacation Bible school, that type of thing. So my, my theology was super, super limited. But I loved Jesus, and I've, I never remember not being a believer. But because I didn't have any of the other information, I didn't know there was constantly spiritual warfare swirling around me. You know, there were many things that seemed harmless to me, fun to me, that were not good things. And as, as a kid in high school, you know, you do your slumber parties and you're playing around with fortune telling and Ouija boards and, and palm reading and all of that nonsense, right? And I remember clearly going through a period of my life as a young person where I started to just feel like there's a problem with that for me because I had a fascination with it. There was a fascination with those things. 
And I never, I really never attributed, you know, demons or spirits or anything to that because I didn't know, right? It just seemed like it was cool to me. But I remember not, not my parents saying anything because they didn't know. They, they didn't know themselves. I wasn't connected to a church. I wasn't connected to somebody that was a mentor, somebody who could guide me um, or that I could, had given that authority in my life because I was a teenager and I didn't want anybody to have any authority in my life. But guess what? The Holy Spirit had authority in my life. And he convicted me even though I didn't know what that was. And I dropped it, and it wasn't a problem. And now this many years later, I think to myself how that could have opened up all kinds of doors I didn't want open in my life. And so the Holy Spirit is powerful in our lives. And um, we might be able to slow things down if we are not cooperative, but he is relentless in doing what is best for us. So let's talk then about what it is to have a prophetic gift, a prophetic gifting in our context. So um, corporate words, kind of like I talked about a lot of the Old Testament, that was corporate words. You know, sometimes somebody might come up and say, I have a word for the church. I have a word for the nation. Um, I have a word for our state. That's not what we're talking about tonight. And I want to mention that when we uh, look at corporate words, there's protocol that happens in that. We have put up mics for people to share prayer requests and testimonies. We won't put up an open mic night for corporate words because those need to be run by pastors to make sure that they follow certain protocols that the Bible, that the scriptures have set forth for what prophetic words are. So we're very careful about that. It's not willy-nilly stuff. We're talking about perceiving and hearing the Holy Spirit's voice so we can follow his leading. And having a prophetic gift just means that God speaks to you, you listen, And if the Holy Spirit has told you, you speak it forth. Again, we ask the Holy Spirit what we're supposed to do with the information that he has given us. Now, all believers can move in this gift, but again, there's different different levels. And I put out there on Facebook, I asked the question um, that I would like to have stories where people had had prophetic encounters, especially people who might have had a prophetic word for somebody when uh, prophetic is not a primary gift. And I got so many responses. So I don't wanna try to run through them because it doesn't do them justice. So if you are friends with me on Facebook, find that post and read through them. But I, I will just give you like a little taste of where s- somebody was so, um, so led by the Holy Spirit to share something with a total stranger at an airport, you know, and they ended up doing it, and the person, they actually typed it on their phone so that they would have it, you know, in writing, and the person could see it, and they couldn't mess up what they were trying to convey. They asked the person to read it. Now, imagine that. Somebody just coming up to you, and, and if you've had that, how awesome. But anyway, just imagine if you haven't, that could be a little weird, right? And you read it, and the woman later comes up to him at the baggage check and says, I cannot even believe that you shared that with me because I have taken this trip to Italy in search of God. All right? So it was a burden put on this person's heart to do something out of their comfort zone, and it was 100% on point. But there was some internal conversation with the Holy Spirit about, am I really supposed to do this? 
um, and that's important. In Proverbs, and I don't have this one on the screen, 2012, the scripture reads, ears to hear and eyes to see, both are gifts from the Lord. So the gift of the prophetic, being able to, um, to share a, a, a future, a confirmation, because again, and not fortune telling, I don't want people to think like you're gonna come in and say, hey, what are the lottery numbers for this weekend? You know, it doesn't, it's not like that. Um, it's very specific, all right? So being able to, to have that gift and have clarity in what you hear uh, and being able to share that with somebody who might be struggling because maybe they're going through something that's making it difficult for them to hear, that's so, such an amazing gift to have. And in the right setting, there's ways to share it that are very encouraging and edifying and very appropriate. But we have to be accountable for those words when we give them. And this is one of the reasons I talk about this class because they talk about this. It's not like you're just running up to somebody so saith the Lord type of stuff. That's, that doesn't work. You, you need to have a setting where everybody feels safe and they feel comfortable about what's happening. So when I talk about uh, being accountable, when we get a prophetic word, and again, prophetic words, when I say that, maybe the Holy Spirit gives you something that is truly words, but it could be he gives you um, a picture or a vision or a dream about something. So when I'm saying it, I'm encompassing all of those things. We need to ask, is this something that I am just supposed to know, that this is for my knowledge only, and I need to know this thing? Is this something I'm supposed to share with something, somebody, or is this something I need to act on, okay? So we have to ask those questions to make sure that we're staying in line with what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. Because there's a difference between our desire as a person to encourage somebody that we love, a family member, a friend, and the ability of the Holy Spirit to give true direction and encouragement and confirmation based on his foreknowledge because the Holy Spirit never gets it wrong. So in a formal setting, the words, when we do the prophetic nights here, the words are recorded. You use your phone, you, you put it out there, and the prophetic ministers speak these prophetic words over you using a recording device so that you can hear them and so that they are accountable for any word that comes out of their mouth, right? Very, very, very important. And if you don't do it that way, if you, if you know somebody who just throws those things out or you, and I'm not saying anybody does that, just do that, the enemy can hijack that situation, okay? So you have to really be um, intentional about how you share those words and how you ask, you know, what, what you do. And we're gonna talk about that in just a second, how to test those words. Um, know and Pastor Bob coined this, no drive-by prophecy. Kind of like I said, you know, when you give a word or you get a word, it should never cause this reaction. <laughs> right? I just love that. I just can't, I have to say, I just love that. And that is, you know, I think Bob was saying to me, yeah, it can't be where you walk up and say, hey, I kind of have a feeling you should start getting your affairs in order. And then you walk away. <laughs> It is never, never. If somebody gives you a word like that, they do not have a prophetic gift because the Holy Spirit's for us, right? He's not gonna tell us something, you know, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, 
force. He's not going to tell us something that is defeating to us. He wants what's best for us. He wants to get us to that next step wherever we are supposed to be. So how can you test what you hear? So uh, Jackie Jacobson, who, who does the Led by the Spirit class, she uses this phrase, checking in with headquarters. And I love it. It's a good phrase. You want to check in with God to make sure that you are in line with his reasoning and you're not using your own reasoning. Because often when you're asking, you're praying, you know, Holy Spirit, give me an answer for myself. You know, Holy Spirit, I'm praying for a prophetic word for this person that I'm ministering to or this friend. Um, You might get a voice right away. And that is God's. Most of the time, that is God's voice giving you the answer that you've asked for. But have you ever had a situation where you get answered right away and you're like, oh, wow, that does not make any sense to me. I'm so not saying that. And then you start to analyze the answer that you've gotten. All right. That's the second voice of ungodly reasoning. And that's something that I struggle with. I've been a project manager before. I am very orderly in the things I do and things have to make sense to me. And anybody who has ever heard from the Lord or followed leading from the Lord knows that so much of the time what he asks you to do does not make sense. Starting a church for us, that was scary because for us that had not been, like I said, we didn't grow up in the church. So that was like, what is this all about? Are you crazy? You know, and it is the most wonderful, amazing thing that has ever happened to us. And if we hadn't been willing to go through all of those steps, because he didn't tell us about all of those steps, to get to each of the, the milestones to get to this point, we would have missed it all. And that's, that is so, it's encouraging to me to see that end result. And it gives me the ability sometimes to go through things that are not fun if I know that I have heard from the Lord that I'm still in his will. I'm still on the path that he's put out there. Proverbs uh, 2024, which I have on the screen, says, the Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? I love that, right? Sometimes we're just not going to understand it. It's not going to make sense. But if we know to ask those questions and test what we are hearing, we can build that confidence that we're hearing correctly. Often we'll get another voice that is our flesh that exaggerates um, gratification, kind of lying to us about what's good for us, you know, and, and making us believe something, we should do it because it's good for us when really it's not. So you've got those competing voices. That's spiritual warfare. You know, when, when you overanalyze something and you exaggerate fears, of things that could happen, consequences of things that could happen, that invites in the spirit of fear. We've talked about that. When you're allowing your spirit of flesh to get in there and tell you, uh, yeah, eating, um, just all I can think about is bacon because Bob would talk about bacon, but, you know, doing something that's not good for you, okay? You know, uh, uh, mountain climbing with no gear, okay? We'll just, we'll put that one out there. Um, Is good for you when it's not, these are all, like maybe that's a spirit of pride saying that, you know, I, even though this is what I should do, I'm not going to do it because I shouldn't need any help. It's, 
it's not easy, but it is possible. And it's possible because God helps us every step of the way. So in prophetic words, as we're testing, we're asking. One of the things we have to ask when we get a word from somebody or we give a word to somebody, is it EEC? And what that means, I'm going to read you this scripture. It's not on the uh, screen. 1 Corinthians 14.3. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Okay? So EEC is a little shortcut for edify, exhort, and comfort. Edify is just another word for strengthen. So is the words that you are giving or receiving, are they building somebody up? Are they raising them up, stirring them up, improving them, uplifting them? Are they exhorting where they're encouraging them to do something, to take a next step? Um, the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you directly, but again, if you're uncertain, if you're skeptical, uh, maybe you're just not hearing it. Comfort, to be summoned to the side of another, to ease feelings of grief or distress, to help with motivation in the time of need. Have you ever known somebody who's gone through a divorce or lost a spouse or a family member and they are paralyzed by their grief and they can't take that next step forward? They're, they're not hearing because they're so paralyzed by the decisions they have to make and the things they have to do. That's where sometimes that person can have a prophetic word to encourage them on what that next step is, Okay. So you, that's a way to test that. Hope and encouragement decimate the enemy's strategy of keeping us skeptical, stagnant, and too paralyzed to move forward. The prophetic is not fortune-telling again. It's getting confirmation on direction so that we're, whatever we do next, we can feel certain it is moving towards the outcome that God desires. So your next steps on this you know, again, a lot of information, but still not even touching the surface of it all. Next steps would be to journal your warfare. We talked last week, and you guys know we love journals, right? We give away journals. We love that when you take notes. It takes practice to be able to know that you are discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit. So journal those things that you believe you're hearing. Ask the question and journal what you hear. Okay, journal what you hear for yourself, journal what you hear for others, because you're never going to have the confidence to share a word if you don't feel like you are really discerning it correctly. And if you journal that, you'll be able to read back and, and see, I heard this correctly, I heard this correctly. You know, sometimes you might get it wrong, but that doesn't mean that you can't hear from God. John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And then this one on the screen, John 10, 4 through 5, when he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. So through practice and obedience, the flock has learned its master's voice and his intention. So that journaling and looking back and having a record helps you to be confident about God's intention for you. And you can journal those words and test them against that EEC. Think about um, battling the discouragement. Think about it this way. We're battling the discouragement that the enemy tries to overwhelm us with as we reflect back on the encounters that we've had with the Holy Spirit. If you think about Psalms, 
You know, I've been going through a, a Bible study in Psalms, and so much of that book is just that. It is where they are reflecting that even though we are going through some horribly difficult times, we are reflecting on these stories of what God has already done for us. It is an encouragement to keep, keep going. You need to take action. Sometimes prophetic words act as seeds that need to be tended to and acted upon. So remember when God taught, uh, when God, Bob, sorry, uh, <laughs> delete, 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 right? Okay, remember when Bob talked about uh, saying yes and amen to God's purposes. So if we get a prophetic word that requires an action on our part, we need to act, okay? So uh, my scripture for that is not on the screen. Isaiah 30, 21, your own ears will hear him say, right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left, all right? So if the Holy Spirit, if you ask, Holy Spirit, do I go right or left? And you hear Holy Spirit say, go right, which way do you go? Right, easy peasy, right? You might then start to be like, did he really say it right? I think I'm supposed to go left. This is why you journal those things. So you can see the process of what happened and then you can go back and, and look at it again. In my notes, I wrote, uh, sometimes missing the boat helps us to understand how to hear so we don't miss the second time around, right? Sometimes you're gonna get it wrong, but if you can recognize where you got thrown off, if it was overanalyzing what you heard, if it was not asking the Holy Spirit, okay, I've heard this, Holy Spirit, can you help me? Because I don't, I don't really understand this. I need more clarity in this. That's okay. That's all right. It's reasonable. Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of our lives, of their lives. So there isn't anything too small to ask. You can start in small things. Get that practice so you have the confidence to continue to ask and ask and ask and receive in that way. All right, worship team, you can start coming up. Okay, so we're going to recap this. We're just going to, just so that everybody can kind of get the flow of this. And I want to mention on version, I do have notes up on version. We, we do that every week, and I know there's a lot of scripture references. And so if you want to see notes, you can go on version, and the notes are up there. Um, so to recap, prophetic words can build strength. So think about practicing with your armor on, like Bob said last week. Practice with your armor on. You don't want the first time that you get something that is a word for somebody else, the first time that you've ever thought about EEC or asking questions or having journaled. Practice with your armor on. Get good and confident about that. If this is something the Holy Spirit is stirring your heart about, sign up for that class or come in for a prophetic night and see what it's all about. Don't dismiss it if you feel like you have a stirring to that. We can build um, unity by battling together as a, as a congregation, by sharing words, by giving words, receiving them with an open heart. We can build strategy through specific insider knowledge from the Holy Spirit. Prophetic words help us to see the reality of the schemes of the enemy so we can fight back by replacing lies with the truth, all right? So when we are able to hear clearly and know what's a lie in our life, 
we could step away from that. We're not wasting time with those lies and we're filling ourselves up with the truth. Prophetic words can help us discover our purpose and encourage us to partner with God and with others because it's a give and receive situation. We're not meant to battle alone. We are not meant to battle alone. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to close this in prayer before we move on to communion. But I want to just remind you those, those classes, the flyers are out front so you can see what those classes are all about. Next month, the second Tuesday of the month, we've got those prophetic sessions. It may be that you are just not comfortable with the idea of the prophetic, and that's okay. God gives us many, many tools to use to battle. But I just don't see the purpose in ignoring one, right? And once you have had that experience, which is why I'm here, if I, had, if I have not experienced this for myself, I would not be so passionate about this. I am thinking to myself, why did I waste so much of my life thinking this wasn't for me? How, how much trouble could I have saved myself if I had bothered to ask and expect that he would answer me? And to be okay with sometimes he might use somebody else to answer me because I'm being stubborn or I'm having struggles or I'm, I'm feeling frustrated. Somebody that can come up and confirm, Gabe, you're here and right. This is tough, but you are where you need to be. Sometimes that next step to get to where you're going is to not take a step at all. But how do you know that if you don't ask? Okay? I'm so reflective. Like, just really, I love you guys so much. And I want you to have that kind of encouragement every day of your lives that you can hear from him. All right. So after we pray, we're going to move into communion. And at the crosses, we've got got juice. We've got gluten-free crackers. We've got bread. You just dip that in the juice and you can serve yourself, serve your family. Bob and I will have wine up front with gluten-free crackers and bread. But just as you... As you take communion today, think about the amazing gift that it is to be able to have somebody who cares whether or not you find your purpose and you're able to live it out here and now. We know we have eternal life with Jesus if we've accepted him. So we know that is taken care of. But there is so much awesome stuff in the here and now for us when you're able to walk in God's purpose for your life. Amen? All right, so let's pray. God, thank you so much for, for bringing, us, um, bringing us the people that you did today. I don't believe that there are ever um, coincidences in this, in this sense. I think if somebody was led to come today, it's because you had something special for them. And maybe it's a confirmation for them today what they heard. Um, from you. And I, I just pray that it stirs, stirs up the people it's supposed to stir up. And for the others, maybe it just plants that seed in their mind. Maybe it's for a later date. But God, I just pray that you seal this in their hearts, that you care about every detail of our lives. And that is the best gift anyone could ever ask for. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
wanted to um, just reemphasize what Gabe was talking about with, with journaling. About two years ago, I decided I was just going to journal my prayers. And uh, not, you know, I used to just say it in my head. And so I started journaling my prayers. And it's kind of like reading through the Old Testament, right? The Old Testament is a history of what they prayed for, what they went through, and what happened. And now as I can look back through my journals, I see the things that I prayed for and how God answered them. And he was always faithful. And if it wasn't the right, like what I was praying for, um, but it turned out better because God always knows what's better. But it, it's, a, it's a history of what your prayer life is. And it makes you get that much more closer to the Lord. The second part about that is, is uh, I never stopped and listened. It was a one-way conversation. It was just me praying and talking to God. And then I'd get up and leave, right? Well, that's not a conversation. If I sat there and had a, talked to you and I didn't let you re respond or anything like that, that's not a conversation. So I just practiced by listening. I'd take like five minutes and listen. And the first thing that... I kept hearing was like, I love you, Jack. And I'm like, well, that's not that God. That's me. Everybody knows God loves me, right? <clears throat> but then more and more he kept talking to me. And now like I have as much download when I, when I listen as I do when I pray. So you start to hear God and you know his voice. You really know his voice. So I want to encourage you to start journaling. It's made all the difference in my, my spiritual life. So um, it's, it's pretty cool. So just to reiterate what Gabe said.